You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. So this is take two of this week's podcast. Um, let me tell the story, Sid First, Talk. Take two is coming how long after take one? 24 hours? <laughs> yeah. So yesterday... We do our, seven hours. We always do our podcast on a Saturday. We watched the movie, and during the movie, I felt bad. You, as you said last week, have had like a stomach flu or whatever you call it. I didn't have it yet last week. Did you not? No. All right, then you So explain. you're just pretending like you're Mr. Poor You when I'm the one who gave it to you. Oh, you had it last week. <laughs> no, I didn't get sick till Tuesday. Right. Wednesday. So you had a stomach flu. And here's how it happens. It hits you like a train. And then what happened to you? Right in the middle of the movie. I was watching the movie. I said, I have to pause the movie. I go off. I wasn't sick, but something else happened. (laughs) And then I came down and I was like, oh, I feel a bit better, but I feel weird. We finished watching the movie. Here's how you were. (sighs) Yeah. Head in hands. I don't feel very good. (laughs) No, I didn't. And I was like, I feel you, dude. (laughs) So I came, we came back up, we put the podcast on. We actually recorded about five minutes of a podcast and we got to us and I was like foot dropping and I said, I can't do this. I turned it off and I went to bed. Like immediately went to bed. <laughs> With everything just sitting here. Then about so. two hours later, I woke up from bed and just threw my guts up. It was gross. <laughs> it sounded gross, I'll tell you that. Oh my god, you're a bit, I told you, you're a bit of a drama queen when you're throwing up. But. So, so 24 hours later... Here's me after I threw up. Don't come in here! <laughs> <laughs> and it's horrible vomiting. This isn't just a little... This is like powerhouse vomiting this is doing to you, to us. And I looked it up and it's just a thing going around. You can't get... The flu virus does not... Or vaccine does not get rid of it. It won't save you from it. You just get it in like three to four days of it fully. Because now we're both exhausted and... Had the the runs for a couple of days, and now it's for me. It's I'm on the end of feeling wonky and weird, but so hopefully this second time doing the podcast, <laughs> it will turn out good. Because yesterday's was there was not much enthusiasm <laughs> from me. I was making you talk, and I was just kind of like oh. <laughs> sat there doing that. <laughs> All right, so it is it is actually Sunday, November. 17th. The 17th, 2013. This is I've been at work all day, so it's weird for me to come home from work 12 hours. And then talk. And then do this. When then Usually it's just like, I'll chill, relax, watch well, luckily, the movie, this is talking. This is not strenuous in any way. No, not at all. So, um, it is after the show number 301, and we're looking at the movie, The World's End. It's a 2013 movie. It'll be released this Tuesday on Blu-ray. It's rated R. It's from our friends at Universal, and Sid Talk is going to give us the synopsis of The World's End. Oh, deja vu. Uh, <laughs> let's see. A midlife lad's night out. Spurred on by basically the idiot guy who can't let go of his teenage years. True. And I'm not giving away anything, so that's all my synopsis is going to be. Alright, so there will be some spoilers, because... <laughs> It and we're talking about British, so it's a British night out pub crawl, which is a British yeah. kind of a thing. A pub crawl is a British 
tradition. I mean, we have them, but it's. I think it's more because pubs are always look in a, when you go into a small town. There's multiple pubs, mm-hmm. so it became a. Oh, here's a town that has ten pubs or twelve pubs, thirteen pubs in 12. this case, twelve pubs. Can we have a pint in every single one Dude, of them? Are you serious? Stuff? Because he said it like five hundred times to to express to the uh, American <laughs> audience or the non-UK audience. Listen, this is what a pub crawl is. Yeah, that opening where he actually explains the yeah, it's very fast and yeah, he does say it over and over. And I was like, I know. What a pub no, crawl. he said twelve pubs like over and over yes, and over, did. and you're still wondering if there's twelve. I was thinking it was 13. No, it was 12. So, um, The World's End is the new movie from Edgar Wright. Um, and he's also made other movies with these two guys, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. He made Shaun of the Dead. And he wrote a lot of creepy poems in the day. Oh, yeah. Shaun Ed- of the Ron Dead Edgar. and Hot Fuzz and now The World's End. And he calls it the Cornetto Trilogy because it's another British joke. There's a ice cream made by Walls in England called Cornetto. It's like a cone where you rip the paper off and it's like biscuit cone with different flavors. For us, it's called a drumstick. Right. And there are different flavors. Mint, um, you know, all the different flavors of ice cream. And he's purposely, in these movies, if you go and have a look, there are Cornettos in each movie. And the color of the Cornettos in each movie apply to the theme of that movie. So... Shaun of the Dead's Cornetto is the strawberry one, red. Hot Fuzzy's one is blue for the police. And... This was mint. Mint. For... <laughs> I don't know. See? In fact, this one should have been blue. And you don't have was... to go watch all the movies. You don't have to go further than the extras of this one. And it shows you all right. of them. It does, actually. Which I really like. So, um... I am a big fan of Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz... Not as much. I still find it funny. But I think Shaun of the Dead is fantastic. I mean, it, Shaun of the Dead hit at exactly the right time when, for me. Because they made like a zombie movie that was funny, but a real zombie movie. And they've said that in the extras, but I agree. It's, it's gory. It's good. Like, it's a good zombie movie. We've seen even George A. Romero's new zombie movies mm-hmm. are not as good as Shaun of Correct. the Dead. So I really love that movie, Shaun of the Dead. I think it's a classic in comedy movies from Britain. Um, and The World's End is, spoilers, a... Not Let's as... be honest. When people say World's End, A, World's End is the, name of a pu- is the last pub on the pub yes. crawl. And also, you've already announced spoilers, so I'll go ahead. It's supposed to be like the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. No. In fact, it isn't. When people say the end of the world... And then they think of a post-apocalyptic world where everybody's walking around in rags and shit. That ain't the end of the world, no, is it? No, that's the post-apocalyptic it's world. Nothing. It's right? nothing. It's just the continuation of the world. Yeah, so the end it's of not... the world is like... Yeah, I'm no squeezing it in my hands. Planet anymore, yeah. It's like Krypton in, in Man of Steel. That was the end of the world. Well, this is the world's end, and it's actually donating the pub, though. The name of this pub. Yeah. So, it makes sense. But, I really liked this film. I... I like these two, and I like um, Edgar Wright's humour. And I'm British, so it kind of resonates with me anyway. But I've... Oh, you mean the smart-assy stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, it's not sarcasm. It's not sophisticated. It's just smart-ass. And that's how our comedy comes across, right? That's pretty much... Sometimes. Um, but I really like this movie. But I think... This is my cons of this movie it's 
a little bit too um, immature sometimes. Yeah. But then again, it's really good in other parts. Like, it's really a mishmash of... And Shaun of the Dead, while it has some immature moments, it's kind of silly. It never really, like, went really super stupid. Mm. This one does, as in the dialogue, I mean. Like, this one does... There's there's a lot of dialogue between these men that is really... But you have to remember, they're being... They're being the catalyst is a dude who will not grow up. Right. And so I understand that, because I had yeah. a friend who didn't... I, I've had a friend who we... When I was at school... He was the dude, kind of like that, the cool dude who everybody wanted to hang around. And we, he was part of our friends. And then we saw him like 10 years later and he, and he was exactly the same. Like literally exactly the same. The same. Yep. Almost like everything that came out of his mouth could have just come out of his mouth at school. It was just yeah, the same. Yeah, I have one of those too. And I just, I baffle. Yeah. And it's every like, time I'm around this person. I've only been around him twice in like 25 years. But I just think, like, have I not changed? That's what I always think. Did I not change in the last three decades? Did I not? Yeah, like, did but I But I don't or? think so. I mean, but yeah, there's that person who, for some reason, that was the height of their personhood. And there's there's no escaping that thing. And that's what this guy is. So I can afford, I mean, excuse, afford. I can afford some of the cheapness of the dialogue. And because me, he kind of brings them all down to his level. I just have to say, something I really noticed in this movie, and I thought it was particularly awesome for me is and you probably I you don't really like Nick Frost very much ah no, this is what I'm gonna say I think Nick Frost stole the movie I think Simon Pegg's character you're not supposed to like him really but Nick Frost's character was absolutely and I don't like Nick Frost I never have really liked any of the things he does and yet this time but I was he was like, a sensible guy but until like, not just that I mean him it's like he he's figured out a way not to seem so smart assy. Like he always is like that cheeky like in rah, 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 yeah. you know, like that I'm so clever and funny that I can afford to be act like an idiot and you're still gonna think I'm funny. Ha ha. So and none of that in this. He like, reigned everything in. Yeah. And he was I mean, there's a moment in the movie where yeah. <laughs> things change, but up to that moment and yeah. Down. Up, up to that. the moment when he changes, kind of like he he is very reined in. It's like even a, then he's he's more even when they're fighting and, and you know I've got to give the guy credit. He's a big guy, and the fighting he did in this movie is like I was like, is that really him? But then we saw the extras, yeah. and it really is him. He's like he's he's given as much as anybody like with the fighting, and that fighting looked grueling and really difficult. See, I think Simon Pegg looks not well. Half the time. Now, I know when he's the movie really is fit, supposed like, to be in. He's not fit. He's too skinny. Yeah, he's... It, he's I, not fit at all. He's, been, he's like... He lost no. weight for Star Trek. Um, J.J. I read that. J.J. Abrams wanted him very slim for Star Trek. But he doesn't look fit. He looks um, ill. And Nick Frost is still the same, like, but he's kicking ass. But there again, when I was looking at him, I was like, no, he, he actually looks... More like he's been doing stuff like this stuff. No, and this stuff's crazy. What he's doing, like the, when he's fighting with those two bar stools, mm -hmm. and the bit where he's running down the middle of the street, like a <laughs> just running, <laughs> yeah, and just barging everything out of his way like a Hulk or something. It was like uh, he really won me over in this movie. And in in Hot Fuzz, 
I cringe at him in Hot Fuzz. I think he was being way too smart-ass in Yes. And, you know, also in Shaun of the Dead. But there again, in Shaun of the Dead, he was his smart-ass friend. Yeah, exactly. But in Hot Fuzz, he was just this annoying policeman who was like, oh, go away. And that's where I got turned off to him. And then in this time, I was prepared. And every single thing he said and did, from the moment we see him, and he's totally calm. Yeah. And his voice isn't... It's just... Like when she says, your friend's here, he's like, you've got a friend here. He's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, oh, there's no hint of anything. And I know that's a weird thing to get a clue in on, but I was already ready to be like, Ugh. I hate this guy. Yeah, because I, 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 I have that certain people I don't surprising. like watching. I think that was the biggest surprise in this movie. Another thing I, I actually noticed. You made me care about him. And that's not easy to do when I don't like the actor person. It made me care about the uh, the character. Yeah. Now, another thing I really noticed here was um, Edgar Wright made Scott Pilgrim in between these two movies, Hot Fuzz and this one. And the fight sequences were made better because of that. Because he, it seemed to me, I was watching it going, okay, Scott Pilgrim fights were amazing. Learned a lot of tricks. These are kind of like that. You know, not as supernatural, but like the way it looks like one shot when he says it's quite clearly not one shot, but... It looks exciting to watch, like people are flying all over the place. There's like bodies flying, you know, in that barroom fight that they have. I don't find that exciting, but... I thought it was filmed, the way it was filmed. And then when you actually see the extras, and it's a very small space they stood in, mm-hmm. it looks twice as big in the film. It's, it's interesting the way he gets the cameras in there. So I noticed that, and I also noticed that um, the special effects were incredible in this movie. Very, very good. Like, like, really very good. Like? Like Shaun of the Dead. You don't expect quality zombies. No. And quality gore. And this happening. movie's a little different. Because we, yeah. we haven't actually said what we're dealing with. So maybe we should keep it that we're yeah. not, what, not what we're dealing with. But what we're dealing with is a little different than zombies. But it is... It, it reminded me of like a... A Doctor Who villain, but done really well. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, but like, like if Doctor Who had a big budget. You mean the... Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, yep. in the toilet, the... Yep, it's yep. Just, it's just really That well was done. my favorite fight scene, because there's not so much going on. I didn't get bored. I get really bored with the fight scenes after about... I counted about 45 seconds, and I was like, okay, we get it. They're fighting. But those oh. fight scenes, to me, were actually... I, it was unexpected, first off. I didn't know that that was going to happen oh me either i had no clue was anything like, was going to happen yeah so what that's why i don't want to spoil it what does happen yeah it was a big surprise i mean and it's not it's no it's not telegraphed unless you read the back of the cover <laughs> well or you watch the trailer yeah the trailer is yeah. full of spoilers the trailer shows you the end scene oh my god you mean the the effort Oh, that well, that it shows you that, and it shows you Simon Pegg. Mm. You know, yeah, it shows you that in the trailer, and I, I watched the trailer today, and I was like, wow. Yeah, but you don't know the context. You don't know the context, but it's a little bit too much. Um, so the movie itself, good, right? Really funny. I laughed. I laughed. I laughed, and I don't usually just flat out laugh out loud at a lot of movies. I, can't, I don't even know how many times. Sometimes I can say, oh, I laughed out loud four times. But, I mean, I laughed at things. When he picked up... I mean, because the theme is going back to your hometown. And, and either you've changed or it's changed. 
the, the dynamic is different, and yet you've got the one hanger-on who wants everything to be the same. He right. wants you to be the same. He wants your group to be the same. He wants the town to be the same. And it's not, and never is. I know pe- I have people that I love very dearly who have never moved from our hometown, ever. We're, I'm 46. They're the same age. And they've never lived anywhere but there. Right. So the dynamic for them, it's it's like, you know when you haven't, you go away from a person and you see them 20 years later and they've either lost or gained a bunch of weight. And to you, it's like, whoa, instant all that, difference. All that bald, all that. Yeah, because your yeah, image is like, that. Whoa. So when you go back to the small town, and I mean, I go back fairly frequently, but it's still, I've got enough distance that every time I'm there, it's like, oh my God, it's this exact feeling. You are all the same. Like, the same, but it's different. It's sadder, and it's harder to for me to fit in and everything. And then my friends, because they're in it all the time, the ones who don't want things to change, they're just, they don't see the thing. So when I'm watching him, and when Nick Frost picks up the bar stools and says, I fucking hate this town! I was like, I have... Wanted to stand up and scream that in the local tavern, we call them taverns where I'm from, or in a bar where I'm with my friends and it's just like the zombies of the same, the same, the same, are rolling in and they're saying the same shit they said in 1986. And when he's trying to get the crew together at the beginning, it's quite obvious. They all know he's not grown up. Yeah. They don't 100% want to go on this trip because they know it would be... But they can't resist him. He's that guy. Well, then he has a, a draw to it. And I have a friend like that, too. She can say anything, and I'm like, okay, I will follow you anywhere. Now, I love her dearly, and she doesn't get me into trouble much anymore. But in the past, oh, <laughs> I, I would blindly follow her. Like, not like the puppy dog kind, but just like, she's going to take me on an adventure. And I don't have the guts to do it on my own. I'll go along with her. We'll probably get in trouble, whatever. And that's how these guys are. They're looking at him like... He's, he's my excuse. Com- I can use him as my excuse for doing this thing. And he's a complete, like, loser. Because, like, he owes Nick Frost some money. <laughs> and he borrows money <laughs> off the other guys without telling it and then gives him the money. Right. So There's he's no like intention a complete- of paying them back. No. Not just that, I mean, it's everything. He's just horrible. He's done horrible things to all of them in the past. He's loud and he's, like, inappropriate the entire time. Some people would find him endearing. You know, I don't because I don't appreciate that stuck-in-the-past kind of a thing, but... Another thing I really noticed about the movie is the soundtrack is amazing because (laughs) the soundtrack is all the music of my youth. Like, it's, um, the Stone Roses, the Happy Mondays, um, all the, uh, Primal Scream. In fact, Primal Scream, Loaded. We want to get loaded, we want to have a good time, is one of the main themes of the movie. I've never heard that. Oh, that's... You not know that song. That was during the Happy Mondays thing, like Primal Screamer, another band. Um, but he even recites the lyrics to it as one of his uh, speeches. Mm-hmm. But um, What was on his chest? Oh, it was uh, Sisters of Mercy. Right. Which, not a band I was really into, but they're a band from that time. Like a goth kind of dark band, you know? And he was into them, and he had a Sisters of Mercy tattoo. And, on his chest. Yeah. And he also dressed with the black long trench yeah, coat, and the black pants, and the black t-shirt, day. and the kind of silvery chrome chains and shit all over, and pierced nose, or pierced ear up here, and all so that. So the soundtrack is amazing, because Edgar Wright likes to use music in his movies, and there's lots of it. There's lots of slow motion them walking to music, which I didn't have a problem with, because it's like Happy Mondays, you know, I'm like, whoa, this is cool. 
But um, I'd like to buy that soundtrack, but then I'm like, no, I've got all those songs. I've got all those albums. Like, I know those albums. You know, I don't need... You have the happy, live happy thing one? Yeah, I have that one. I'd have to hear it. It's on Bezzy's... Um... That's Happy Monday song? No, that Primal Scream one. Why is Bez on Primal Scream? That album that I've got, which is Bezzy's favorite tracks. Oh, They're just favorites. his favorite okay. tracks from those those days. And that primal screen track. Bez, by the way, is a dude who danced on stage with the band called Happy Mondays back in the 90s. From Manchester. He wasn't part of the band, but he was part of the band because he danced around. He's their dancer. So that's Bez. And then he gets to choose a group of songs he likes, and they made an album out of it. And he still uh, dances with Happy Mondays now. I mean, they're still going. (laughs) It's crazy. And the Stone Roses are back together. We're we're living this renaissance of... uh, (laughs) Manchester Renaissance. 90s music. We are at the moment. These bands are all coming back together. It always happens 20 years later. It does, yeah. Cause, and, always. And looking at it, and I've seen some uh, clips on YouTube of these bands playing, it's like a load of old geezers on the stage, but they still sound good, you know? Because if you think about it, seven to ten years ago was when all the 80s people started trying to grapple back yeah. together. Grapple back together. So that only makes this soundtrack more appropriate, because they're all having a comeback at the moment. And they're living... That's the theme, too. Because when you're young, music is really impressed upon you. And that's why I think Edgar Wright, it just, he makes movies from his heart, really. He'd be my age, probably. Uh, I think maybe he's younger than you. Yeah, maybe yeah. five years. Yeah, I'd I think say. he's 40. I'd say, yeah. Um, music is super impressionable on you. Even now, I turn on 80s on 8 on Sirius because it, it doesn't even matter that I'm... it's. Almost thirty years later, I am in. If I hear "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" or oh, any of the thousands of songs they play that put me straight back into that eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, because those were the formative years. And there's something about it, it makes your heart kind of skip. It kind of makes you go like the youthfulness pours back in you. And I think in this movie, they keep they kind of drip that on the scenes where he wants them to like. Come on, boys, you know, like... I like when they're in the car and he was playing the mixtape and then his friend said, where did you get the tape from? He goes, in the tape player. Like, he's always had this tape player. He's like, where's that song? It's on the tape. Yeah, I know. Where'd you get it? It's on the tape. (laughs) And it's in the tape player. He's like, why wouldn't you have a tape? In the same car, I should say. The same car from then, yeah. So, yeah, it has all this nostalgic um, coming to To the boys coming to him. It's all nostalgic to him and barely nostalgic to them. So, moving on to the cast here, we got Simon Pegg as Gary King. He's supposed to annoy you, and he did annoy me, it worked. See, I think the people who he represents, they wouldn't be annoyed. They'd no, be like, they what's wouldn't. wrong they with this guy? think he was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, the people who are puppy dogs to those type of personalities, the ones who worship them and want to be them, would be like, this guy's awesome. But there's a lot more of the other guys in yeah. real life who would be like, oh yeah, that's my friend, I can't deal with him because he's inappropriate and my wife hates him and, you know, it's yeah. like... Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> He just wants to get drunk and he's a bad influence on my weird children. things in front of people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I liked him, obviously. Um, I like him, but that character is... It's not as endearing as Sean, let me say. Yeah, I think he was trying to go a little too far sometimes with yeah. it. But I don't think Edgar has it in him to rein him in sometimes. No, I don't think so either. Nick Frost, the was best thing about the movie. I, uh, not for the me. best, best. But I like I like Rosalind too. Yeah, I think Nick Frost... Um, oh no, the other guy, Patty. Constantly. Not really been a mega fan of him. And it really... I was like, wow, he can do a different performance. That He can act. It gives me hope for Jonah Hill. 
Yeah. But I dislike Jonah Hill a lot more than I dislike him. You mean Oscar-nominated Jonah Hill? Whatever. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. He got For Oscar, what? That Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Oh, my God. He oh, did. my God. What's wrong with Hollywood? Well, maybe he was good in it. We didn't see it. Oh, no, he wasn't. <laughs> I don't have to see it. I can just feel it in my bones. <laughs> so Martin Freeman plays like o- the judge from a Oliver Chamberlain. And Martin Freeman, you'll know from the UK office or recently The Hobbit. I was going to say, for me, it's The Office and I don't know why. Or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, he, I liked him in this a lot because his character was... Obnoxious. Stiff and... You know, a businessman. And then he was... Yeah. (laughs) And amazing special effects. Very. Um, Yeah, I really liked him in it. I thought he was quite funny a lot of the time. Paddy Constantine. Very good. One of my favorite things of the whole movie. Yeah, I think he's really good. I like him anyway. He was in one of the... It's not Constantine. It's Constantine. Constantine. Constantine? Yeah. He was in... um, Do you know the guy who made This Is England? He made a movie about a, a, a roadie, like with this group... This rap group, and he played the roadie. I've seen this movie. It's got a weird name. I can't even remember the name. But he's fantastic in that. And that's what I remember him from. When he came on screen, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. But he's also been in some TV shows. He's, I don't um, remember him from anything. I do. He's just a British... Um, right, nothing know, I would have seen. Staple. You might have seen him in, like, British TV dramas, you know. Um, and then Eddie Marsden, or Marzan, as somebody kept calling him on there. I think he is Marzan, isn't he? Uh, plays Peter Page. Eddie Marzan's favorite... What's your favorite role of his? Uh, Happy-go-lucky. Yes, happy-go-lucky. He's I was not happy, shiny people. But yeah, yeah. happy-go-lucky. He's horrible. Yeah, but, He's wonderful. But really good, like, yeah. But it's really horrible. And in this... <laughs> what, do you remember, what do you think about it? That movie, that's a good recommendation, actually. It is, and what I liked about him in this was... And it, it showed in the extras, actually, that he's not used to comedy. He's not a comedian. And this movie requires a lot of comic timing from him. So he had to kind of learn that during the movie, right? And he, you know, he pulled it off, I think. What do you reckon? I'm just correcting what you typed. It's not Paddy Constantine, just so people know. It's Paddy Considine. Just so you know. Considine? I've never heard anybody call him that. I always heard them call him Paddy Constantine on TV. But it's not correct. There's his name right there. Paddy Considine. Huh. Interesting. Maybe everybody gets it wrong. It must be. It must annoy the shit out of him. Unless that's how he says it. Um, unless they've spelled it wrong on IMDb. <laughs> well, they've added a whole consonant. I mean, a whole syllable. Yeah. It's Considine. So, yeah, Eddie Marsden. Uh, Marsden. Um, he plays the puppy dog character. The one who worships the king guy. Because yeah. he wants to be him. He's more repressed. He thinks he's cool. He thinks he's cool. And he wishes he could be like that, but he can't because he's very stiff and older. He's been treated badly, so he, you know, holds it all in. And he's just... You can tell he struggles with comedy, though. And I was thinking that in the movie, even. And then later in the extras, he says he has a hard time with comedy. He was trying to explain how... Right. That he doesn't do comedy. Obviously, he's serious, serious movies. But I could see that he was actually trying really hard... At the expressions and the body movements and the moments that were the best was when he was trying to be the straight man and the rest of everybody was like laughing at him. And so I was rooting for him, but he wasn't always, he always didn't feel comfortable being funny all the time. And then finally, Rosamund Pike plays Sam Chamberlain. You've seen her in Jack Reacher this year and Surrogates. Um, 
She was good. Surrogates a long time ago. Yeah, she was good. I like her. I she, always like her. She's, um... I mean, she has a certain kind of, like... She really she, saddens her eyes and she... She fit, certain... though, in this movie. I, I Yes. Yeah, she... I she thought had a bit she of poshness. But she kind of, um... Like, in real life, she's extremely posh. Like, her voice is... She reined that in for the movie, I noticed. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wow, she's a lot posher than she was in the movie. I mean, she has a very... Or is she not that posh? She just does that for interviews. Maybe she does that for interviews to... to I don't know. So it's directed by Edgar Wright, Scott Pilgrim, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Scott Pilgrim's one of my favourite films. I love it. I think it is one of the best comic book movies you can see. Like, it's not a superhero movie, but it is. It has, um... Of course it is. Yeah, but it's in a it's more down to earth than any other thing that you see. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, it's it's just about <laughs> this dude. I think I might have seen a different movie from you. It's not down to earth at all, like Vegan Man or whatever. I find it more down to earth than like something like Do a you Batman. Think Sucker Punch is down to earth. No. Yeah, that's how well, I think yeah. of Scott. Yeah. I do oh my that. god. <laughs> it's totally fantasy. If you strip away the fantasy bit, there's about there's five a minutes. Very left. real down to earth story there. Yeah, and there's about five minutes of it. Yeah, well, that's the idea of that movie. But but um, Scott Pilgrim, because it's based a lot in video games, and it's very funny. That's all fantasy. That's what I'm saying. I think it's, and you know, it's Edgar Wright without his crew, because it was with a bunch of American actors. I really liked it. I think it should have been one of my, um, in fact it is. I'm going to put it down, even though it isn't. Um, so do you like Edgar Wright as a director? Yes, I think sometimes he's quite indulgent, but I think that he seems like they mentioned, and you can just tell, he knows exactly his stamp on a thing. I mean, I don't know that you could say, oh, that, I mean, he's only made four movies, so you can say that that's his movie. But when you know it's his movie and you're watching it, it all they all have the same sort of formula going on visually. Yeah. Pacing, the, the way the, sh- the, the composition, but he uses the same cinematographer a lot and all that kind of stuff. I think that he has it all in his mind, the way he wants it, and it just it just squeezes it's out. It's very precise filmmaking. Everything about it is very precise. It's not. I was saying to you, precise watching, as in, like I I can tell attention to detail is massive for him. How the shots are framed, how everything looks, it's very. And fight sequences, you, and as we saw in the extras, he makes them do it over and over and over. Are we going to do another take, another take? It has to look exactly right. He's not a, ah, that's fine. He's not that guy. Um, who is that guy? Who? Many. There's many of that guy, and you probably don't know their names. They just make regular movies where you go, wow, this movie's really kind of ordinary. I think we talked about one recently, but I can't remember who it was. Yeah, there's... Where it was like, if they had just... It doesn't really... They let things buy too much, but he's like... Yeah, I might not like the final thing that happens in a scene or the way a person does a thing, but I think that's exactly what he wants, and you can just tell. And there's I a think. lot of special effects in this movie. Not that I know him personally, and I'm not there to talk to him, but... That um, you would not... I didn't think... That, for instance, the glasses. Mm-hmm. I thought all that was CG, but it, there's a lot of... Mm-hmm. And it looks amazing. Amazing. But there's a lot of like, oh, we could do this practically. We don't need to CG all this stuff. And I was amazed by what they'd done in this movie. I didn't know they'd done it that way. I was watching, when we were watching the extras, I was like, whoa, that. 
like the the guy in the sink. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. things where I was <laughs> yeah, like, it looked really good. <laughs> I mean, that was partially CGI, partially real. But it's <laughs> really well done. Like, and Scott Pilgrim's the same. It's seamless, like Scott Pilgrim, and it, there's insane things happening, and you're like, whoa, we're in a video game now, and you know, it's crazy. So we're reviewing here the Blu-ray. Actually, is a set that comes with all three movies. Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and The World's End. Um, I'm often a bit worried about sets like this because they all sometimes bung them all onto one disc and lose all the extras. But that's not the case here. You get um, you get all three movies just like they were uh, brought out originally. I'd hope so. With all the extras. I and, would hope so. And Edgar Wright is famous for putting lots of extras. <laughs> yeah. And I'm talking like five, six, seven hours on each disc. And we watched hours of the... Um, about an hour. Time. No, we, we the one thing that we watched was an hour. The two-part thing. Mm. Yeah, that was good. And the two-part thing is the making of The World's End. And I thought, well, it's just going to cover everything. But it doesn't. It just actually covers acting, which was interesting. Like and relationships and acting and how the story came about. Not the special effects or any of that. Then it's, there's a separate one for the special effects. Then there's a separate one for the special effects. Then there's a... Like a made-for-TV clips of the movie <laughs> yeah. where they cut all the swearing out and stuff and replace it with funny words. It's not a full version of the movie. It was movie. funny because today I had on what was it? The one with the old older gentleman a few years ago being astronauts with Clint Eastwood and... Space Cowboys. Yes. And it was the TV version and even when they say bullshit and stuff it's like bull blah, 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 or yeah, whatever it was and, I, and it wasn't the actors voices and I was like oh my god it's there's so a lot hilarious. Of, there's a lot of swearing in this movie. I'm like, it's cable. And there's at least five instances of the C word, did he say? Because mm-hmm. he asked, they actually wrote a letter to the um, British uh, censors and said, how many times can we say the C word and not get the higher rating? And they said... You well, can they use, say the F word a lot. They said you can use the C word five, five times. times. Now what's the number of F words? I don't think it matters. A, of course it has to matter. Not in a British... Um, the senses are different in Britain than they are here. You can say the F word like a billion times. I think and nobody you can cares. just say it all the time, yeah. Like Scarface or. Then why is the C word? Because the C word you all love. Yeah, we do, but it's very. It's the F words. The C words a lot more like. It's. Yeah, but you all. It care. can be like derogatory to a woman, right? But then there's different contexts of. Oh, it always is, no matter what you say. Well, no, not if you... No, it is, because that's the origination. That's where it starts. That's the idea. That's what everybody but even But even the censors have a... They even wrote the letter yeah, back and said, yeah. you have to... It, we have to see the context of the word, why you're using it, and they just figured a way of getting it in there five times. Um, but yeah, it's full of swearing. It could never be on TV unedited. unedited. Not on normal TV. It shouldn't TV. really be on TV if, in this context of being unedited anyway. It should just be on... Cable. After Hours. Yeah. Because it's got some adult themes. There's a a trivia track on this movie, uh, so you can watch it. It pops up at the bottom like a pop-up trivia track. There's a commentary with Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. There's, like, concept art stuff. There's tons of stuff. I mean, there's two layers of menus. Like, it's big. So, extras. It's like a 10 out of 10 for extras. If you like these guys, there's lots to see here. Um, So, in conclusion, The World's End. Don't ask me, you tell. I liked it. I hope it isn't the end of Edgar Wright and these guys. I want to see some more movies from them. I know he says this is the end of that trilogy of films, but I would like to see... That's what a lot of people say. Yes, they do. Jane Silent Bob. And I couldn't see... Star Wars, Jane Silent Bob. 
I feel like Edgar Wright's so indulgent that there's no way he could leave this alone. Like, like his friends, they're his friends. He makes films. Even if he makes a serious film, I think they might be in it. Yeah, but that'd be a different thing. Yeah, but still, I'd like to see a movie with this crew together, whatever it is. It could be a musical. And he said care. that was what was over, never making a film with these people ever again. Yes, that's what he said. We're mm. done, this is our trilogy, and we're done with comedy movies with these people. Like, that's it. Right, but they can make a different kind of movie with these And that's people. why I'm, they can make a musical or a... Oh, no, not a musical. Yeah, a musical. No. You don't like musicals. What are you talking about? Nick Frost singing would be good. No, it wouldn't. So, um, I really liked it. I know a lot of people didn't. I noticed that, but... A lot of people are wrong. <laughs> a lot of the time. So, uh... Th- I bet those are the people who like Ted. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> so, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. Uh, we've got a few contests going on this week on com. Go and click and uh, win some Blu-rays. Um, we've got Passion with uh, Naomi Rapace. And Rachel McAdams, um, new this week. You can win it. So, um, new Mary Pace is there from... I don't know. She's from Prometheus, mm. the dark-haired girl. Okay. So, um, next week's Blu-ray review will be Two Guns. That Are is... you sure? You're not going to be sick? Nope. It's Two Guns starring Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg. So, that will be next week's movie. And... Movie year. Movie year. Correct. I forget what mine is now. It's been so long since I looked. Holy crap. Alright, mine is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, right. Um, And what is movie year? We didn't explain. Movie year. You say the movie, and I figure out the year without just guessing randomly and without looking it up. Correct. Shaun of the Dead would have been... 2005? Very close. You're your usual one year off, 2004. <laughs> really? That long? Yes. Sounds like I was pushing it anyway. Yeah. Wow. See, it's been 10 years almost since they've done some stuff. Uh, and mine is, and you're going to know what oh, it is. Oh, no, they did Hot Fuzz in the middle. I don't know why. They, no, since they started. Um, you're going to know right away, but whatever. The Rock. The Rock, 1999. 1998. <laughs> no, you only get one, get one 1999. final answer. 1999. Is that your final answer? Yes. That's not correct. 1996. Oh, Fantastic. Of oh, The Rock with the crazy Nick Cage. Michael and in Bay. Family, American Dad, they even made a joke about Nicolas Cage making really, really shitty movies. And then like one really great movie, which in this case, the fish liked National Treasure 2. Doesn't mean that's the good one, but commenting on the fact that Nicolas Cage has he made does make some a lot of movies. Bad bad movies. Yeah, yeah, really bad ones and yeah. lots of them. Ghost Rider. <laughs> you don't need to. And say then there's one. the Leaving Las Vegas. You know. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Really. Some people don't like Weatherman, but I like. We Weatherman. do. Yeah, I really like that. We do know that he's desperate for money a lot. Matt Stickman. That, that was a. A lot of those choices were made because he needed money, right? And he's Nick Cage. And he's Nick Cage, and he just capitalized. Oh, somebody wants me in a movie. I'll be in it. Like, I'll get some money and then I'll leave. And he, he probably knew. Might not be that good. But I've already got my Oscar. I think he probably thinks they're all good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How can he? Really, come on. You're making a lot of noise over there. How can he think, um... Now you're drawing attention to it. How can you <laughs> yes. think, um... Well, I've made myself staticky. What is it? What's the really bad Nicolas Cage movie? Next... Next, yeah. How can he... Nobody thinks that's good. 
Good-ish. I don't know. No, I am good. All right, so movie recommendations for this week. I'm going with... Um, I think you should... If you saw Hot Fuzz when it came out, I think you should see it again. Because... You're talking to me? No, the listeners. Um, because I think it's underrated um, out of Edgar Wright's films. Even though you like it the least. I like it the least, but I think you should see it again, though. <laughs> because funny. there are some really funny moments in it. And, you know, it's their take on, like, a Michael Bay movie. That's what they say. This action-packed in a small town. It's kind of in a small British town. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's it's quite funny in parts. And quite gory. Mm-hmm. There is a really gory part in it. Um, and I would also go with Scott Pilgrim. Of course. Because it's amazing. And mine are Surrogates. And I'm not saying that Surrogates is a great movie or anything. But I like Rosalind. And I like the idea of us using live avatars out in the world. It's not Avatar, but it's the same thing. Instead of engaging with each other. And this really high, super sophisticated level where they're like perfect like humans. Um, so it's a really good idea. It has some pretty good special effects to a point. And then it kind of falls apart. No, it has apart. good special effects. It kind of falls apart after a while. But still. It's just and pretty standard. That's the problem with it. My other one is because I was listening to a story about... Ron Dahl and Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl an interview with his daughter and talking about how he used to write and then his comments on writing the book Matilda and stuff and I was thinking oh that movie was just so good and um Matilda his, Matilda his inspiration was that he had a really hor- like really bad horribly mean teachers and the headmistress at one of his schools when he was young was just really in from his perspective and he told his children all about her and he would always defend his children against, like, what he saw as mean teachers or mean headmistresses. He would always go to the school and argue with the teachers because he didn't like this treatment that he got when he was a kid. So that's where Matilda, that's the kernel that Matilda started with. What would it be like if a little girl had the power to move things with her eyes he started with? And then how would that fit in with this horrible headmistress and all that stuff? And I just remember, I just think that's one of those, I wonder what happened to that girl who was in that movie. I don't know. But it's really good. It's really sweet and charming. That's it for my recommendations. Games and A-Scully stuff. What what happened this week in, in the game? Lots world? of throwing up. Uh, lots of diarrhea. Yeah. That was a game. You could have a game of stomach flu. That'd be awesome. But there was also a big event <laughs> happened this week. What was it? I can I see it remember. over there. I can see it. You announce it. The PlayStation 4 oh, finally right. came out. Now, finally. I have been sick. So I only had like... A day where <laughs> yeah. I experienced it properly, and today on and off I've had a go on it, but I've got a headache, so it was difficult to focus. That's all you need to say about it. But, <laughs> here's my things about it, what I really like. One, my favourite thing about it is the new controller is amazing. It's way more comfortable than the old controller, and I've used it for a few hours now. I like it better than the 360 controller, it's not as heavy. Um, and... And you always love the PlayStation controllers. Yeah. Um, and the new one has these, like... Uh, I don't know why I'm showing it you because the people here can't see it. Go and look at a picture of it. Um, it has r- longer handles, so when you're playing, it just sits better, and it's lighter, and it just feels exactly right. It almost feels like you've not got a controller in I your hand. I love that. I think it's a really good controller. They have made uh, massive strides in the controller, and... It has all the features. 
but subtle. But subtle, because it does look like a PlayStation controller, right? There's not really anything to... I wouldn't know the difference. No. Um, Apart from the fact that they didn't write Sony on it this time, which is... There is no Sony. Yes, there is. It's very smaller. But they normally put Sony on the controller. Um, There's a speaker in the controller, which you might think, "Eh, speaker in the controller, what's the point? Well, the game I was playing, Resogun, there's an announcer in the game, and the announcer comes out of the controller, and might well you might think, well, why just have it come out of the TV? Why you, it just adds this kind of interesting. It's fun. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. I can't really explain why it's fun because it's just sound coming at you, but it feels nearer to you. The other thing is you can plug um, headphones in to the controller and listen to the entire game through the headphones. I like that feature. Why has that feature never been in a controller before? <laughs> why? Too like, cheap, I guess. No, I think it's not been in a controller before because they want you to buy expensive headsets that plug into the console. So with this, you can plug anything in. Your earbuds, your cell phone headset, anything you want. But they could have also made the end weird, so you had to buy theirs as well. Right, and they, they didn't, didn't, which is awesome. It's just a normal plug. Any headphones you've got will fit in it. Your headphones will fit in it. Any. How about your headset? My. The one you use for... No, because that one's USB, but any mm. any cell phone or one that plugs into your iPod or anything like that, and everybody's probably got one of them somewhere, they all work. It's fantastic. You sat in the living room playing a game. Your wife goes to bed. Or, you, or my wife wants to watch something in the kitchen. I can put the headphones on, play it as, as much as I want. It's a really good idea. Um, and the console itself is very slim and small. I mean, I, I took the 360 away from there, and that just looks like... I keep looking at it and go, wow, it's really thin, it's small, it's quiet, it's really powerful, because the games are, like, mind-blowingly good-looking. They look... I've got Call of Duty, that's what I've mostly been playing. It looks like a high-end PC game. So, for a high-end PC, you'd be paying $2,000. For for a PlayStation 4 to play Call of Duty, you'd be paying $400. So, you're getting that kind of level of graphics for way less money. Um, Still too much. The features in the console are really good. It plays Blu-rays, obviously. It, um, but not 3D. Not 3D ones yet, but, but it's coming. But the other one did. It's coming. There's a lot of things that left out for launch just because they didn't have time. I think, I personally think they would have rather put this out next year, but they had to, you know, rush for this holiday season. Because next week... The Xbox One comes right. out next week, so they all had to kind of fit in there and get it all out. But for a launch weekend, which I've been playing on the... It's been pretty... I mean, it was down a little bit, apparently. I wasn't on. I was sick when it was down. I've been lucky. Every time I've switched it on, it worked. I was expecting it to be dead and you can't play any games and there's too many people logging on. They sold a million consoles in North America on day one, which is a lot. It's the most they've ever sold of PlayStation, so... It's favourable, you know, it's looking good for them. Like, it'll be a popular platform, which is always good because you get good games. Yeah, but there's 300 million people here. Yeah, but they can only ship a certain amount on day one because they have to manufacture them. It's Not that every person would want one. Right, yeah, but the... A million doesn't... A million's like people sell that many books. I think they would have... um, Yeah, but a book doesn't cost $400. It's quite expensive. Mm, True. Um, and, you know, when a Blu-ray, R- Blu-ray player comes out, it doesn't sell a million units. This has, like, a... They might. You just don't... Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but they... Um, 
it's I like it. I like the system. Sleek, small. It's very easy to set up. You saw me setting it up. It just gets on your network. It downloads an update. It works. You get on your knees in front of the TV like you're about a seven-year-old boy. Correct. And you get your heart rate all up, and you bounce around, and you plug stuff in, and you get down and you go, oh, look at that. The other cool thing was, because it uses the same wires as the PS3, I pulled oh, yeah. my PS3 out, plugged the same wires in, and that was it. There's no going behind the TV trying to look for thread wires, none of that. So if you already have a PS3, it's just a simple take the PS3 out, put the PS4 in. Um, it doesn't play PS3 games, so keep hold of your PS3. Uh I like the games that launched what I've played so far. I've played Ghosts, Resogun. Resogun's like a cool free game um, that is like old school. Did you kill our bandwidth yet? I suppose I'm going to be paying extra for bandwidth this month. No, I didn't use hardly any. Because I, I bought them on discs, most of these games. So, no. Mice. I think we've still got 150 gig left this, this month at the moment. And That's a lot. 10 days left. Yeah, but if we only used that much in the first, and I've, I bought a PlayStation. What do we have? 250. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so we know. And I've been watching Star Trek lately. And I've been using YouTube and using this, but not the case. Um, it's a great system. Yes, you could kill your bandwidth with a PlayStation 4 if you bought games digitally and not on disc. Because if you go and buy a Call of Duty. You download a whole bunch of stuff. Huh? I watched you. you download I downloaded Resogun, um, Contrast, and Netflix. Updates. And an update. The updates were small. That's it. Probably three gigabytes total. Oh, right. Um, but if you went and bought games digitally, like Call of Duty Ghosts, instead of buying the disc, you would be downloading 30 gigabytes just for one game. So right, yeah. if you are on a bandwidth cap or anything like that, buy the games from Amazon. FYI, just so you know, I was watching an interview with the guy who runs YouTube. And he said one of the features that they love about their service of YouTube is that as you're watching YouTube... Whatever you've chosen, if as you're watching that video, it the, their algorithm determines that you can handle more bandwidth, it will up the bandwidth. It will, but you can turn that off in your settings. Right, you can but say I'm saying never show me high quality video. Right, but if you don't, if you pick it, right. and then as you're watching it, it will still raise. I've it actually up. noticed that happened before, and then I knocked it by down. And you're again. trying really hard to like not use up any loads and loads of gigabytes. Yeah. and then I'm like, do you not know that people have caps? If I choose one four four, obviously I'm fine with the with the pixels. Yeah, <laughs> don't I, raise it up for me. <laughs> I've like I said, I've got two other new di- disc games. I've got um, Killzone, Killzone, and Shadowfall and Knack. But I haven't even unwrapped the shrink wrap off them. I'm gonna wait. I don't want to just put them all in. Yeah, I know you like to savor it all. I like to play a full game and not. I don't like to dive into tons of games at once because I find if I do that, there's too many of them going on, and then I don't end up finishing them. You know, it's like, I uh, get into one and then... So I like to go at them one at a time. So I'll talk about the other ones in the weeks to come. Um, I think I got most of the cool games that looked good for the launch. But Call of Duty Ghosts is what I'll be playing. Um, so I really like it. Don't know about the Xbox One. That's out next week. We, I'll follow the launch and see how um, that one goes. The PlayStation 4 had some bad units, as as anything has. It didn't seem widespread, though. It was like a very small percentage of people had a problem with it. And the problem was actually... The problem was with the cable that they give you. The free the free HDMI cable, I think it's a bit janky, and it was the pins were yeah. getting bent when you plugged them in, so... It's not not all, that wasn't the only problem, so I listened to a couple things. There was a problem with one of them just wouldn't switch on, um, that I heard of. But it was a very small amount of people. But if you go on Amazon... There's like hundreds of bad reviews and hardly any good reviews. 
Um, and I think that is down to, like me, I bought it and it works and I'm enjoying it. I don't really say, I don't really want to go somewhere and tell everybody how awesome it is. But if you've got, if it's bad, you're instantly on all those things saying, well, this is a load of shit. Why is nobody, you know, so I think that might be the, the case there. Yeah, but you're also now a fan of it. If you weren't and you were a fan of the other thing, you'd be going, oh, look how many shitty reviews there are of that. I think there'll be shitty reviews of both because they'll both have bad units. It's just inevitable with anything, right? Any cars have bad, you know, they sell a bunch of cars. There's some recalls on cars, washing machines. Everything has bad because not humans make this stuff mostly and we're not perfect. So we just balls it up sometimes, don't we? So, um, well. I don't really like that approach. What? I just expect some things are going to be shitty. I don't either. I, th- I I think when you pay, you know, $400 for something, it should be right. Yeah. And I know they have a year warranty, and if something goes wrong. But I don't think a year is enough. In England, it's law that you get a three-year warranty with every electronic device. Um, here... The same England. Yeah, I know. But here, it's a year. And I've always been used to that three-year warranty with everything you buy. And it's like, even if you buy a PlayStation 4 in England, it's three years warranty. It has to be. A year seems a bit Yeah, but we skimpy. have almost four times as many people. True. So multiply. But you should have faith in your product that it works for at least three years, shouldn't you? Does Logitech still have lifelong? They do, if you phone them right. up. We've had that mouse ten years, probably. Give your phone up and tell them the battery doesn't <laughs> yeah. work or whatever. They'll send you another one. It's and very... we've had things where they just keep sending us a different one. Yes. Logitech uh, do have good customer support, I have to say that. They just don't always have good products. They don't so. question you. But no, they... they don't always have good products. <laughs> but they back them up <laughs> with replacements. You phone them up and you say, my keyboard is sticking. They say, what kind of keyboard is it? You say, it's the Logitech MX. What's your address? What's your address? We'll send you another one. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I also, my car's not working very good and it's a Logitech. Come on, send me a new Logitech car. I've had them send me a whole Logitech wireless keyboard mm-hmm. and mouse set. And then on the phone I've said, what do I do with my old one? Which, it was just a negligible thing. Maybe one of the keys was, oh, just keep it. So I got a free mouse, because <laughs> there was nothing wrong with the mouse with the set. So they're just like, no, nah, I don't bother sending it back. Makes you think, I bet it only costs about five cents to make them. Yeah, it must. <laughs> so that's the PS4 launch. That's all I've got for this week. I really enjoy it. I'll talk more about it next week when I feel better and when I've played more of the games. So Sid Talk, what's for dinner? Today, we're taking it easy. It is... Supposed to be Subway Sunday. That's not an advertisement. That's just what we do. Every Sunday after I get home from work, when I'm on my way home from work, I stop and get Subway. No dishes. Tonight, we'll be having soup. You'll be having soup, and I'll be having some leftover plain kind of pasta that I made the other day. Because I'm still in the not wanting lots of activity going on in the gut. That's it, really. It was pretty basic. 7-Up. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to drink more 7-Up later. Soup and some saltine crackers. So, um, advice, and then we'll finish. My advice is, okay, I'm a very open person. I say a lot of things. Um, Everyone's aware of this. I will answer any question you have about me. But I I can assure you of one thing, that no matter how much I tell you, you do not know me. Like, if you're under the, and I'm, I'm magnifying this to everyone, No matter what you think you know about people from what they post on Facebook or what they tell you to your face or how long you've been friends or how long you've been married, you do not know that person inside of their mind. 
Like you can't know every experience they've had and how every experience affects them even to this day. You don't know their actual thought about the thing you just said. You might want their thought to be that they're interested. That doesn't mean they are. They might smile because they love you. That doesn't mean you know them inside. Like, and I, I put a lot out there. I'm not a closed book. I am. I don't have an easy time of faking things. If I'm annoyed or I'm, like, feeling super snotty, I just act pretty super snotty. Like, I don't... I don't hide it well unless it's just super, really appropriate that I hide it. And if I have to hide it that much, I might just leave myself out of the situation. But I just find people seem to get disappointed by things or by people. Like they're let down because of the thing they thought of the person. And then one thing is different about them and they're like, Oh, you're not who I thought you were. No, of course not. No one is who you think they are. Not really. Like, you can see the most of me. My shell is pretty thin. But I'm pretty thick. So when you go deep inside, you're not. it's going to get a little foggy in there. You're not going to see everything that's gone on or that's going on. This is deep. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, I notice it a lot in people and all those little stupid things that people post. The images with quotes on them and shit about how, you know, letting people down and true friends don't do this and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Sometimes your true your true friends, you don't know them either. Like, I love my friends, and they love me. Like, dearly, deeply, I would give my life for them. That doesn't mean that they know my every position on everything, my actual internal reaction to some of the things they do, the way they parent their children, because it isn't always appropriate to just put it out there. It's none of my business or whatever. So they're never going to know me like, there's no way to unwrap you. You know, get... There just isn't. Like, I there's newlywed couples and they're just like, Hello, my best friend. And I've never known somebody so well. And maybe in that little fluffy fluffy, you think you know everything. You don't. Like, you just don't. So when someone says or does something, it can't crush... I mean, it can, unless it's something horrible. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be something horrible. If you look to me right now and go, Oh, by the way, I have three other wives. <laughs> that would be... Even then, I think I would have to be like, Oh, shit. And I actually be, have four. I'd be devastated. I'd cry and shit. And then I'd be like, You know what? I can't... I, I, I can't... I don't own you. And I don't know you. And I don't know every decision you've ever made. I so. actually have four. And they're all coming moving in tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, not on my paycheck, they're not. Unless they got jobs, they're they coming in this house. They've all got jobs. That's fine, then. Are they going to sleep in one bedroom together? All of us. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe. Sister wives. See, you don't know everything about mm-hmm. me, either. Um, but that's it. Like, you're never going to fully know somebody. And don't forget that they don't fully know you, either. Don't expect people to read your mind and know who you are. Not really. Because they just aren't going to. All right, so good advice for the week. Is that advice? Uh, yes. <laughs> I want to remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sids.com. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook. You can catch this podcast Twitter, on Twitter, Facebook. That sounds good. This podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, the RSS feed. Just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast, or Stitcher. We're on there as well. Email me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. Stay classy, Mr. Edgar Wright. I want to see some more movies. You can't give up. I just thought of a funny thing. What if Google bought Facebook and Twitter? It would be Goo Facer. 
Nice. Goo phaser. That sounds pornographic. Goo phaser. <laughs> nice. And see, on that bombshell. See, I don't know your pornographic mind. Uh, and I'm going to say think for yourself, because if you don't do it, somebody's doing it for you. Just what is it that you want to do? We want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. <laughs> <laughs>